Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Life Point. I hope that you're doing well and that life is treating you well. I'm excited to be able to share with you today. Less yesterday, I cl- closed by talking about the needy. I closed that at Matthew 5, 43 through 47. And I want to continue that today as I finish this out because I think it's so very important that we recognize that God has called us to minister to all people, not just our friends, not just those that smell good, look good, act good, but all those who so desperately need loved. Our Heavenly Father, help us to love one another. Help us to love one another, encourage one another, be there for one another. Help us to not get so involved in our own life that we look past the needs of others. Give us what we need to press on and to move forward in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Even the sinners love those easy to love, Matthew 5 says. It's kind of difficult sometimes. I believe with all my heart that a stewardship trait that God wants each of us to have is to respond to the needs of fellow people. Remember this, God rejoices over the one lost who has been found. I like the picture that we have somewhere in the church. In our church, we have this old, old picture. It's of Jesus and the shepherd on a hill who left the 99 safe, and he went out to get the one lost. Jesus Christ came to save the sinner. Remember what Luke 5.31 says, it's not the healthy that need the doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. People of God, do we get that? Do we really get it? We are so comfortable in life that we are not about to step into the end zone or to the zone that would cause us to lack a lack of comfort. We don't want to be uncomfortable. Well, I can tell you this, I don't like being uncomfortable either. But I know I've got to respond to the Holy Spirit's tugging on my heart. We must respond to fellow men. Be concerned for the poor and those in need. Now, I admit, I can't do everything for everybody. I get requests all the time. I can't do it. I can't fulfill it. I can't give everything to everybody that wants to be given to. It can't happen. It doesn't happen. It won't happen. But I have to follow the prompting of the Spirit of God, and I've got to teach people. I've got to show people what God would have them do. Some people have become so callous, they just say, oh, well, they just, you know what, they have what's coming to them, so they're paying the price instead of, hey, how about a little grace? How about a little of that amazing grace that saved a wretch like me that once was lost but now is found, was blind but now they see? What about that? Do we believe in that? Do we put our faith and trust in that? Or are we going our own direction, our own way, our own time, and doing our own will and not the will of our Heavenly Father? You know, is that what Jesus would do? Some would respond, well, I'm not Jesus. Well, that's true. But you've been called to emulate his life. But let me tell you this. Faith without action is useless. Faith without action is useless. I want you to listen to James chapter 2, 
verses 14 through 18. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, hey, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, well, you have faith. I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You know, it was a few minutes ago today, on this day that I shared this on the air, that I was in the bank, and I ran into Pastor Joseph Evaneski. And Pastor Joseph was in prison at one time in his life, and God called him to reach out to those that have been in prison. And now he runs uh, halfway homes. He has a whole bunch of them, and he has a thrift store in uh, Loyal to One downtown Meridian, he touches lives. You want to meet somebody that has a interesting touch on life, stop by there, and Joseph's there almost all the time. But he cares so much for those that are in need. And we need to do that too. We need to be out of business. It was great giving Joseph a big hug and seeing him. You know, faith without action, the Word of God says, is dead. We need people like Joseph and other people that will take action and speak faith and live Jesus in people's lives. Sometimes people are so caught up in themselves that others are never a concern. You know, years ago, I changed some of the thinking that I had. If the youth group like ours would have stopped by my house and asked for canned goods for the needy, you know what? I was glad to give it to them. Here, I'd go get a bag out of my pantry and give them a bag to take to the needy. But guess what I gave them? I went through and I chose things that I did not like. I chose hominy and some other lousy vegetables, things that I do not like. And yes, I do not like hominy. And I don't know why I had hominy in my my closet to begin with. Maybe my wife bought it, but she doesn't really eat it either. But I gave things away and things I hadn't eaten, you know. And, and, And I thought to myself, it hit me. Why are you giving something to somebody else that you don't even eat yourself? What would people like to eat? Hey, maybe they would like to eat the stuff I like to eat. We just automatically fall victim of selfishness. And I did. And this was many years ago. This probably was 20 years ago this happened to me. But still that example sits in my heart and mind. So now if there's somebody that comes for vegetables or if I have anything or, or anything else, I will give them the soups, the things that I enjoy. Because I want them to enjoy what I enjoy. But God had to get a hold of my heart. You see, there I was. I was like everybody else. I felt selfish victim of my own self. Well, I'm not going to give them something I enjoy. Man, I can have that later on. The enemy has a pull on this world, and it's crazy. Respond to people's needs. Proverbs 21.13 says, If a man shuts his ears to the cry of the poor, he too will cry out and not be answered. Folks, did you hear Solomon's words in Proverbs 21, 13? If a man shuts his ears to the cry of the poor, he too will cry out and not be answered. Folks, that's a powerful verse. You want, to, you want God to hear you? Then you better respond to what God calls you to do. 
Okay, for some of you right now are squirming as I'm talking. Yes, you are, and you know it. We are adding some more biblical truth to this. So you know what? Follow it. We need to teach, not enable. That is what the other side of this coin is. I'm giving you the other side here, so don't get mad. Some of, you, some of them probably already turned me off. I hope you didn't. But there are many people who really think they're doing right, helping others, and continually taking care of their needs. But there is a problem, and I know this. I deal with this all the time. They're not teaching people how to live and how to make it. Pretty soon you'll have a bunch of people who are takers and have learned nothing except the world owes them a free ride. And I see in this city, I've watched some families, there's a certain family that I see all over the city and I have for years and years and years and years and years that continue to beg on the street. And all they do is people give them money, but nobody is teaching them responsibility. That is one reason I absolutely love the Financial Peace University class that we offer. I'm so glad my daughter lives that. I'm so glad I'm right now going through it again in my car listening to the tapes. It teaches people how to handle their money and to stay out of debt and how we're captive of debt. Debt is a stranglehold on society. We have over 200 people well, actually, now, this is years ago, we probably have over three to 400 people that have finished this class. And most of them own, uh, pay, had paid everything off except maybe their house. And now they're saving money for the future. You know what? We can do the same thing. He wants us to be responsible, responsible people. Listen to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6 through 13, the Apostle Paul. He says, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teachings you receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right for such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. Such people we command to urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. Folks, that's from the Word of God. I read that straight from the Word of God. The Bible teaches that we need to work to make our way and to take care of our needs. Again, it's important for us to teach the world these things, to help them avoid being idle. Right now, as you well know, work is hard to come by. Well, actually, and again, I wrote this years ago, now work is more prevalent. There's people hiring all over the place. We could have a huge impact if we would just follow God and listen. Take care of those. And the Bible says take care of those within the body, within the church. And that's another biblical responsibility. You know, we have calls so often, people asking for financial help. And like I've told you before, we can't help everyone. If we could, we'd be that kind of agency. We have to take care of the church. We have bills to pay. We have all sorts of things to take care of. Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Yes, it says that, especially to those within the body of Christ. We need to do as we can. 
And Romans 12, 13 says, share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. People of God, let's practice hospitality. Let's love and give and take care of people's needs. Thanks. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.